Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Lori Hirstetter. And I'm Ted Zaleski. Today, we're going to bounce around a little bit. But we're going to start off actually thinking back to our last episode, our Mother's Day episode. Part of it was interviewing my daughter, Monica. It was our Father's Day episode. Father's Day episode. You're, yes. her, you're her dad. Yes. <laughs> Are you my mother? <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's watching the show knows that that is a reference to the Mother's Day episode. <laughs> right. So Father's Day episode, interviewed my daughter, Monica, and uh, she said one thing that um, kind of caught my ears and Lori's ears. Uh, she's been working on her national board certification as a, uh, a teacher, and uh, I'm not sure exactly how much goes into it, but it sounds like it's taken a good bit of her time this last year. And she felt like it had put a bit of a crimp into her reading. And she made a comment, well, I'm done. I'm free to read now. And we both flash back. And there's another episode you can listen to where we talk about the battle of the books. Um, it's or, called the Reading Red Pandas 2.0. Yes, right. Because we interviewed the winning team of the kids battle at Winter Small High School um, for the, the Thingsburg area. And uh, when we interviewed those girls, the winning team, one of them said, uh, now I'm free to read whatever I want instead of the books that were chosen for the competition. So, yeah, we both made that connection immediately. And it got you thinking about what it is to be free to read. Yes, that's Exactly right. You so know, one thing led to another, yeah. and then mine started going. So then, listeners uh, have heard us talk about our tech angel Joe here at Exploration Commons. Yes, uh, Joe is working here, but also going to school, and he's coming into the home stretch of of his finishing his degree. And we've talked about how he has. He basically stopped being a reader for pleasure. His only reading was for school. Um, we've taken him on as a little bit of a two sides project. He's uh, read two books that we uh, pushed his way and working on a third. But I was talking to him one day and he said, well, once, once I get this done, I'll be able to put a little bit more time into to reading. And also be free to read. So interesting takeaway for you, Ted, that this free to read is, you know, it applies to several people that, that we've been talking to, uh, your daughter, uh, the Reading Red Pandas, even Joe. And then I think you were thinking of it as it applies to you even, because you're getting ready to prepare for an interview with an author, and that's less freedom than how you normally read. Yes, uh and I've never had anything happen to me that stopped me from reading. So I've never been in a situation where I, well, I just don't have time. There's, I always find time somehow. But when I'm preparing for an interview, it does impact things. Uh, long I have to prepare can change the impact. I remember one time I, I had three interviews in, might've been three weeks or four weeks or something like, like that. And for each interview, I read the book three times, and then I do other note-taking, page-flipping. So it takes up a, a, a lot of time, which means less time for, for other books. So when I have an interview, it doesn't stop me from reading other things just because I want to, but definitely limits the amount of time. It, it gets a little harder to choose to uh, just pick up a book and read it. 
Yeah, it's funny to think about, and it's timely because um, in one of our recent episodes, we were referring to this the summer kickoff, you know, of the library's reading program for the summer. For some people, summer is a time where they've got more freedom. If you're a teacher, if you're if you're a job that you know is seasonal, if you are a student, you may suddenly have more time than you did before. So this free to read, maybe you're a listener and in a position to do more reading this summer. Um, so just wondering what that looks like for you. You know, Ted and I are talking about what that feels like to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If uh, summer is a time for you sitting on vacation on a beach somewhere or whatever that you have got more time, how is that going to affect your, your reading? So I'm going to tie that into something that we're talking about in today's episode, which is time in general, having the time to do the things that that you like to do that are associated with reading. Um, For us, the summer is looking like a great opportunity to do some uh, book-related events and activities. We've told you some of those in a recent episode on the summer kickoff, and we've already started doing some of those things. So just this past weekend, we attended the Cecil County Public Library's Book Festival. It is a children's book festival. It was the first time that I had been to that event, and your first time as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, it was a incredible incredibly interesting day for a variety of reasons. Ted and I have done book trips together and we've done them separately. And this time we got to go with two of our friends from the Carroll County Public Library. Um, The director, Andrea, and the communications director, Lisa, were also interested and attended this book festival. So we wanted to tell you a little bit about what happened that day. Uh, First of all, we were very fortunate because we were with them that we got to get a tour of the relatively new, I think, was it built in 2019, I believe, 21? I don't remember, but it hasn't been long. It's within the last couple of years that their Northeast branch, which is also their headquarters, um, was built, which is a state-of-the-art amazing facility and the director of that branch, um, actually the director of the library there, gave us a, a tour. Um, now on the tour, I think, yeah. I think you got this wrong, Lori. Oh. Andrea and Lisa got yes. a tour yes. because they were with us. Oh, you think so? Uh, okay. We'll have to ask them if their impression of this is a little different than ours. I, I believe they got the tour and we were tag it along but all right whatever you whatever you want to think there oh look the vips are here (laughs) so i would like to thank whether it was for us or for andrea and lisa that uh executive director morgan miller and associate director rachel wright provided us a tour of this amazing facility showed us everything Uh, you know i wish there was a good way for us to convey to those of you listening to the show of how spectacular it was. We have a lot of pictures. We have a couple of videos. I'm going to make an effort to incorporate those some way into social media for us to give you some of the pictures, to give you some of the videos, because it was really 
amazing. What do you have to say about it? Anything that is worth of note as we dig into some of the content of the book festival? Yeah, two things that occur to me. One, and if you've been listening and you heard our interview with Annette Danik at Penguin Random House, there was something here that she would have loved. Mm. Uh, when books are returned to the Northeast Branch Library, they have this, I don't want to say a conveyor belt because it's really a series of rollers, but you know, you, you picture something you know going around rooms and the books roll along and then they get to a point where they hit a reader that recognizes what kind of book it is and it shoots it right off all by itself into these uh, bins or baskets so all the pre-sorting is done without any person having to spend any time on it <laughs> uh, I, I know Annette would have been sitting there smiling looking Thing. And the other thing is very different. Uh, there was a particular spot in the, the library that I really liked. It's two floors and children's section is upstairs. And on the back of the library near the children's section is this balcony or porch, fairly substantial, maybe 20 feet deep and has a series of Adirondack chairs, chair and rockers out there. Uh, looks over the, the the back area, which is this big lawn, which is where the festival was actually take, taking place. A, a really nice spot. I can imagine if I lived closer, <laughs> that might be a spot I would want to sit down to read. And there was there was a time where I lost track of Lori and Andrea and Lisa, and I actually went up there and I was just sitting for a while kind of watching what was going on. Oh yeah, and there's another thing. Um, <laughs> down down below, right below this this deck, they have this waterfall yes. running down into a, a series of, of, of little... And, um, I really like the sound of running water. You know, I, sometimes I think I could just sit and listen without doing anything else. Uh, so it was a, a really nice spot. So I knew that you were upstairs because you sent some pictures afterwards for us to put on social media of your view from up there. But I didn't know that that was out on that balcony. I didn't put the two and two together. And while you were up there, I was down by the water because I'm a water girl. I, that's my happy place. And I was sitting there actually doing a Instagram post of where we were that day in case people were looking to attend before it was over. And um, same thing, enjoying the water, the sound of the water, and, and what a spectacular thing to have at a library. So I also want to mention about the, the children's area. I think anybody who's paying any attention to the show knows that Lori's into kids' books, and they had a spectacular children's section. Um, almost the entire second floor is devoted to either kids or young adults. The teens have their own room, which was pretty fantastic. But the biggest part of that was the, the children's area. And the back of that, sort of close to where you mentioned about the patio area, was like a children's play it was actually called, I think, Our Town, which was a miniature version of some things that are signature items in Cecil County, like their lighthouse. And there was a woodworking shop and a kitchen and a theater. 
And then even a baby garden, which was just high enough in an enclosed space that I could picture a young mother who's got a toddler safely in there while she's trying to help another older child pick out some books to read or to play in some of these areas. So it's difficult to give it justice by describing. So we will certainly post some of our pictures and our videos, but I hope you get a little bit of a picture from what we're describing to you of just an absolutely amazing place. Yeah, you reminded me of some something else. They, they put a lot of thought into how to arrange this library, what they're going to do with it. Yes. So Lori mentioned there's a children's area and a young adult area. If, I, if I'm remembering this right, I think yeah, there was a kid's area there was an area where they kind of expect the middle school kids to congregate. Then there was a, uh, an area for older kids to go. Yes. And then they also have what they call a family area, yes. a place where parents and kids uh, can comfortably be together. Mm -hmm. and so the reason we were there was this book festival, which we haven't even talked about <laughs> yet. We're just talking about the first hour, I suppose. So you can tell we liked the library. We liked it a little bit. Um, was the was the tour. So this is all the behind the scenes, the tour before the book festival even started. So then we go out to the book festival and it was a perfect day weather-wise. Um, absolutely beautiful. There were tents all um, around the perimeter. They had free face painting and balloon animals and ice cream truck and everybody was having a great time. There was opportunity to interact with the authors to get books signed um, by the authors to talk with them about their works. Um, every child that I tended, I believe, got a free book. Yeah, they, when got, they, they got to pick one. Exactly. When they came in and, and checked in, they each walked away with a book of, of their choice um, from a very wide selection. And I believe they were probably all from authors that were there that day. I don't know. I don't know that 100% for sure, but it was a fantastic event, something we very much enjoyed. And I'm going to mention briefly that we met um, two people that are going to come up for us again in, in the next episode for sure. And we will give you a little bit more detail about this at the end of today's. And they were actually from a, a different county, Talbot County. And they have a book festival coming in two weeks. So we're going to give you a little bit more information about those folks and about their festival coming up um, later in today's show. So one other thing I wanted to mention about the Cecil County Book Festival was that they told us about some other events that they have coming up. Um, you can certainly follow them like you're following us on Instagram. Um, they've got their events calendar online and we walked away with their newsletter and a couple of things in particular um, that might be of interest. Uh, we're recording this episode on June 16th, which, by the way, is my sister's birthday. So happy birthday, Jen, if you're watching. Um, but on June 17th, tomorrow, Saturday, and who knows when you're listening to the show. But if you listen right away as we post our shows, there are several things happening on June 17th, 2023. One of which is at the Cecil County's Perryville branch. It is the sort of um, unveiling of their um, new music and play garden. That is at 1030. 
Uh, you can join them for a special outdoor story time celebrating the opening of Perryville's new music and play garden. Picture a playground that has instruments, essentially. Lots of cool things going on there. And another item that was in their catalog is a crab crawl. The Northeast Crab Crawl is on Saturday, September 9th from 11 to 4.30. Uh, they're serving delicious small um, crab plates from local restaurants. And that is in um, conjunction with the Cecil County Public Library um, and their Friends Foundation. And in Fredericksburg, Virginia, there is a book festival on June the 17th. Uh, haven't decided for sure, but it's possible I would get down there. I've never been there, but it sounds like they have a revitalized waterfront area where this festival takes place mm -hmm. and uh, looks worth checking out. That one's a haul. Um, if you're listening right away and looking for something to do, get in the car and go because it's going to take you a little while to get there. If you are local to our area, right here in Westminster on June 17th is the Beer and Barbecue Stroll. We are at Exploration Commons recording and parking was difficult to find today because a lot of the folks in downtown Westminster are getting prepared for that event tomorrow. And something that's come up on the show before is books and a beer. There will definitely be beer because it's a beer and barbecue stroll. And as I'm sure you know, we have the local bookstore, Rudolph Girls. So we hope that, that any of those uh, might be appealing to you, but lots of good things happening in our area right now. So um, on to the next stop on our tour last weekend. So we stopped at the book festival and we were there for a good while. We then we went and grabbed something to eat and Northeast in their downtown area, lots of little restaurants and shops there. And then we went on to Haver de Grace to the Washington bookstore. So you got a little bit to tell about that because you tried to go prior. Yes, I, I went on Memorial Day. I think it was Memorial Day. Uh, and they weren't open. There was a sign on the door that you know, it said something like, only open Saturdays and Sundays until some some date. So we were here, I mean there, <laughs> uh, a little bit north. So we're coming back home and stopped in Haber de Grace and went into the Washington Street bookstore. Uh, a nice spot. I'm glad I got a chance to to see it. A uh, little unusual in some ways. A lot of books uh, covered in plastic. Uh, it's not unusual sometimes to see you know kind of these special books, but there there were some that wouldn't seem to hit that bar in a lot of places. But they he had in there uh, had a good number of first editions and and first paperback printings and and things like that. Also, the only time I've ever seen this in a bookstore, I think, he has lots and lots of music, um, not music, movie, uh, movie memorabilia. costumes. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll get to this in just a second, but something he's very excited about. <laughs> uh, Lisa and Andrea both got some books. Andrea got the book MASH. Mm-hmm. She, Lisa found that for her. Lisa, she knew yeah. that they were big fans, her and her husband. So they found she found that book, and immediately Andrea was interested in, in picking that up. Right. And Lisa bought a, a book of cartoons, a, a cat named Heathcliff. Yes. 
and she got two other books and I know I looked at them, but I, I can't remember what, what they, they were now. Yeah, I don't recall the titles, but I, I remember them both sort of at this, you know, twinkle in your eye when you find something that's difficult to find. Um, that Washington Street bookstore is a great place to find some hard to find books. And he gave us, uh, the owner, John, gave us a tour. Uh, we have, again, just like the book festival in Cecil County, we have lots of pictures. We have several videos. He took us for the tour. This was a day of tours. I hadn't thought about that till right. just now. But we got a tour of the library and we got a tour of the bookstore. And his uh, merchandise is, is really fantastic. It's not just a bookstore. He is also a, a mini museum. And he has uh, movie memorabilia. Some of it is just for display. Some of it is for sale. Um, he is a fan of all sorts of genres of movies, too. He was uh, on display was costumes from the movie Respect. Um, you know, I think that's relating, obviously, to Aretha Franklin. But he was setting up for the next exhibit, which was The Hunger Games. That just gives you a little taste of the variety of what he goes after. He had Star Wars memorabilia on display. Again, we have videos, we have pictures, there's lots of stuff that we'll put out there for you. But if you are not only a book person, but you're also a movie buff, this may be a bookstore that you want to check out. And it's hard to remember exactly how this all played out, but I think we had done our looking around, bought some books, and we asked him to take a picture of us out yes. in front of the store. And then it came, I think then came up about the podcast. I mentioned the podcast. Which led to the tour. And he said, come back in yes. the store. You can't leave yet. We have to talk. And even that had like a second layer because we almost walked out of the store without that discussion with him. We got the private tour and then John Waters came up. I don't remember exactly how that happened. Oh, we were doing the tour, and he wanted to show us some of his unusual items. That's right. He had something from John Waters. He had the framed picture, like sort of a collage, and it was like a scratch and sniff. Oh, yeah. Right. One of the movies, yes. they handed out these cards to everybody. Mm -hmm. And at certain points in the movie, it would say number three. And you, you scratch three and, and get the smell. And had unusual scents on items as, as, as much as he would say. Yeah, it wasn't all rose petals. Yes, agreed. And he, um, when we said that we had interviewed John Waters for the show, his eyes got really big. And I said, well, you know, we're personal friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, ha ha. And he's like, well, let me. So in his um, one of his videos to us, he sort of introduced his store and made his little plea to John Waters. You know, I've been trying to get through to his secretary, and we know, we've talked to his secretary too, um, about trying to uh, schedule a time for him to hopefully interact with John or to get some merchandise from his movies. So best of luck to him. I hope that works out, and we will certainly share with you some of the videos and pictures that we collected on that trip. So if there's anybody out there who does have a closer connection to John Waters, <laughs> um, Go the see store. the Washington Bookstore, <laughs> Washington he, Street Bookstore in Havard Grace. He really, really wants, he wants some to. costumes. <laughs> and his name is also John, so uh, that makes it easy to remember. Go see John about John Waters. Okay, so that was uh, pretty much the day in Cecil County. 
We had a bookstore. We had lunch, and we didn't have any beer that day. No books and a beer for you there, um, and of course the the library tour. So I had said that we would save this um, for a little later. Now's a good time to bring up that there is a book festival coming in two weeks. Now, actually, now it's one week away in Easton. It is the Chesapeake Children's Book Festival. Uh, intentions to, to uh, attend that one as well. And when we were at the Cecil Book Festival, we got to meet two people who are very um, involved in the planning of the Chesapeake Book Festival. The Outreach Services Volunteer Coordinator, Sabina Simonson from the Talbot County Free Library, and one of the authors who participated in Cecil County's Fair is a founding coordinator, I believe, of the book festival in Talbot County. So Timothy Young, who um, had a lot of books on sale there, who is going to be at um, the festival. And we actually did a quick video with them to promote their um, book festival. And I'm going to put that certainly on Instagram in the next day or two. So if you're trying to make plans um, for next weekend, which would be June 24th, and you're in the Maryland area, the Children's Book Festival for the Chesapeake area in Easton is, um, is the event to be at. So maybe we will see you there. And Sabina also took the tour with us. Yes. And was very excited. <laughs> in fact, I don't think I've even shared this with you, that um, I posted some pictures from our day in Cecil County and tagged them. And Sabina replied on Facebook and said, hope to see you there. I'll give you the VIP tour. Okay. So tour. we're going to have to try to connect with her when we get down there um, on the 24th because she wants to give us a tour of, of her library as well. So this is Maryland's Eastern Shore. Yes. Something coming up. Uh, there's a bookstore that we've talked about before, but I visited recently, the Unicorn Bookstore in Trap, Maryland. Important history for two sides <laughs> to the story. We'll yes, give you indeed. more later. And I visited in Berlin, Maryland, also on the Eastern Shore, the Greyhound Bookstore. have an interesting story to tell about that visit. So we'll be talking about um, Berlin, Trap, and Easton for anybody who might find themselves on the Eastern Shore, coming up soon. So another event that we attended, not on the weekend, this was actually Monday evening, was something here in our area called Books at Bex. And if you're a local, and maybe you know about Bex, it's E.W. Bex, they're in downtown Sykesville, right on the main street with one of our local independent bookstores, A Likely Story. You certainly heard us talk about a likely story before. In fact, they are the ones that put on this event. They do it two times a year. Um, one is around this time, end of school year, beginning of summer, and they do it again around the holiday season, November, December. So
So what they do is they have some representatives from book publishers come and give you a summary of some titles that are either new coming out or that they highly recommend or even books that have been out for a long time that are just all-time favorites of theirs. So there were, there were three ladies at that event, uh, Judy, Emily, and Cheryl did a amazing job of describing the books that they had with them that evening for sale. So let me back up just a sec on EW Bex. It's a great place for food and drinks. So it definitely was books and a beer kind of night for us. And another item that I don't think has come up in the show just yet is Lori's love of chicken wings. So EW Bex has wonderful chicken wings. My favorite is the Honey Old Bay. And I've now introduced that to well, no, Lisa did not try, but you were a fan of their wings as well, and Andrea even had one of mine. So if you're looking for a good place for wings and you're in our area, you want to go get a book from A Likely Story, and you want to visit Beck's for beer and wings. Now, I have had wings there, but I had not had the Honey Old Bay wings mm -hmm. until you said something about it. Yeah, good stuff. Very good stuff. So anyway, we get there, we have our meal, and then the ladies come on and they go through the books. And it easily took an hour, hour and a half because they had so many titles to recommend. And between the three ladies, they would each do a summary of three books and then move on and rotate so that you heard from each of them probably four or five times to cycle through all of the books that they had. So what's really great about it is they give you a, a, a printout. Um, a Likely Story puts out something with a um, picture of each of the books. And then you can take some notes as you're going about which ones are particularly appealing to you. And then all of those books are available for sale at the event. So I'm really glad we got to go. It's one of those things that um, is they, they, they open up the registration and like within a day, if that, they're full. So I fortunately got in early that we could go to this. I'd like to go again. Um, it was a really good time and a great way to sort of preview books that you might be interested in. And Andrea and Lisa were there for this too. Yes, we got to see them there that night. In fact, I think Andrea won the prize for the most books bought. <laughs> she had a pile. She had six or seven titles that she picked up that night. I think Lisa may have bought three or four. So do you want to talk about the books that grabbed your attention that night? All right. I'll let you talk about this one, even though it's one I liked too. This might be the only one that we were both really interested in. Yeah. You know, back on the, the, the women that did the presentations, you know, I've seen a number of things like this where representatives of a publisher come to talk about books and invariably they're all excited about, oh, I have to tell you about the, this book. This was so wonderful. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's more than just getting book summaries. Mm -hmm. So yeah, which books caught my eye and you know, it's hard, you know, every one of the descriptions as they gave them to them. They were all good. great. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so this is kind of, did something stick out a little bit more than, than something else. So there, there were a few that um, that did. Now, there's one. It was called uh, The Supremes at Earl's All-You-Can-Eat. I don't remember anything now about what she said. I just I remember thinking about it. Well, the 
publisher representative who talked about that book said that it was a lifelong favorite book of hers. So okay. this was not a new release. Yeah, that's book. right. Yes, this is that. one that's been around forever, and she just loved it. Um, I do believe she said something about it being about female friendships, um, and that I don't know much more than this, but she said there's one wedding scene that will, I don't know if it was blow your mind, but it was it was huge. Oh, yeah. And I think either Lisa or Andrea picked up this book. I don't remember which one of them, but I, I'm pretty sure one of them bought that book. Right. The wedding scene said the author has attended many weddings and took the most outrageous events from all these weddings and put it into one, one wedding in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's by Edward Kelsey Moore. And we'll put this in the show notes uh, so that you can, if you're watching this or listening to this while you're driving or something, we'll put it in the show notes and you can check it out on um, the social, the podcast platforms for us, which are Google Play, Apple Play, and Spotify. Then there's When when Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill. This book sounded amazing. Yeah, and this is just... just um, you know, some books are the same idea mm-hmm. redone, which doesn't I mean you can redo a book and, and do another good way of, of doing it. I've never heard anything like this one Nothing. before. It was so cool. You, uh, women at some point in their life have a decision to make. Do you, do you remain a woman in a certain role? I don't remember exactly what it was, but you know, constraints on who you could be. Mm-hmm. Or... Do you turn into a dragon? I said, that sounds like something I need to check out. What a big decision to make, right? So that was a book we both sound, liked the sound of. And then you had a couple others. Okay, there were two books about flowers, dahlias and peonies. And it seemed like there was a lot in it about planting and caring for them things you could do like can you cook with them or right. make sense recipes all sorts of things it just uh again just seemed kind of like a, a an interesting different idea than something i'd run into before and i'm not a big gardener but i've I, I do some, and I have some some flowers, and it, it just seemed a little interesting to me. It's funny here. We talked a little while ago about June 16th being the day we're recording the show, and I'm not going to make this the, the Jen episode, but I will say this. is It is my sister's birthday, and she is a big gardener, and she has got a beautiful uh, collection of dahlias that she's working on, so it's kind of funny that that comes up. So, Jen, that might be a book you want to check out. Happy birthday again, Jen. <laughs> Then The Puzzle Master by Danielle Trasoni. Uh, again, don't remember a, a whole lot, but the book is somehow filled with puzzles to be solved. And I remember somehow, I don't remember if it's part of the book or if it's just a side thing. That I think she just interviewed him. There's a guy named Will Shorts who is very big in the puzzle work. Uh, so it's, he had some tie to this. And there's one called... A Year of Birdsong by Dominic Cousins. Uh, I like I like watching birds, have bird feeders, like to see what comes by. But uh, this book, if I'm remembering right, there's a QR code where yes, you get they told us actually, that actually listen to the sound of the, the bird. sound of that bird, mm-hmm. and then there's other information about the the, the bird. And another one 
just wouldn't have expected. Werner's Nomenclature of Colors. Uh, now that one was very interesting because she was telling the story of it's got on each of the pages, like the color, and then kind of footnotes to go along with each one of them, all, almost like somebody's sticky notes of what the color meant to them, like where they saw something that looked like that shade of blue or that shade of green. And it was over a long period of time, wasn't it? That Yeah, I'm, I'm not remembering yeah, But it piqued your interest. Yeah. So I think what I'm noticing is in common for you on all of these is that they're all different. You are such a big reader. You read so many different books that it's hard to find something for you that doesn't smell like something else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so it just seems like, okay, these were unique, different. Oh, I've never heard of that. I've never read a book that's like that. Pretty much all of your titles were ones that were in that category. Yeah, not sure I would have thought of that, but could be something there. That's why I'm on the show, Ted. I come <laughs> up with these amazing things. On the colors book, <laughs> I wonder if they have two-side teal in there. Oh, well, they probably don't call it two-sides teal, but we could make our own note in that book if that's one that we pick up. All right, a couple from me. Um, I don't know why this one, I do know why this one hit me. I liked the title and I liked the idea of the book. So it's called Mrs. Nash's Ashes. This is by Sarah Adler. And it seemed like just a fun, silly feeling book by the title alone. Uh, I don't know if this has come up on the show yet, but Lori likes alliteration. Well, Lori also likes rhyming. So Mrs. Nash's Ashes just sounded like a cool title. Yeah, rhyming, alliteration, bliss. Bliss. So the interesting thing is I don't typically like books that deal with death and dying. And this is ashes as you're thinking ashes are. Uh, the character is taking a road trip from D.C. to Key West to travel with three tablespoons of ashes. So it is the story of what happens on this trip. So why do I like this? Because I don't like the idea of the ashes part, but <laughs> I liked the idea of the road trip. Going from D.C. to Key West sounds like a blast to me. And I was especially interested because it was a local author. This author, Sarah Adler, is apparently in Frederick. So I'm hoping that that's someone we might be able to make contact with, being a local author. And then, of course, the road trips not only appeal to me, um, have for years, but now that's become something that we're doing on the show, trying to get around to libraries and bookstores and, and our road show. So it just, it's one that sounded really special to me. Yeah, this actually just reminded me of a book I read, I believe, while we've been doing the podcast, because I think I did a blog post. Mm -hmm. The book was called Ashes to Asheville. And it was similar in the very broad sense in their ashes. I think it's the main character's mother mm. and taking them to Asheville. I don't remember why. Okay. And it seems like something happens. They, they at some point lose the ashes and are trying to find them oh again. Well, I guess the other book for me, and this is interesting because I already told the theme of your books um, being all unique and different. So mine clearly are about travel because the other book that looked particularly interesting for me for two reasons was by Andrew McCarthy. If that name sounds familiar to you, he was an actor um, and he 
did a bunch of movies um, around a genre of time that I was watching a lot of movies as a young woman. The Brat Pack. The Brat Pack. Exactly. What cool that you know that. I was about to say that. So movies like The Breakfast Club and what else? Uh, Pretty in Pink and that whole series of movies. So it's that Andrew McCarthy. And uh, it is about a road trip. It's a travelogue with his son. It's called Talking with Sam. And they suggested that this would be a great Father's Day gift. This was actually uh, Debbie Scheller was talking about this one. It was Debbie Scheller. Yes, I didn't say that. So there were four books at the end that Debbie Scheller talked about. And obviously, Debbie's amazing. She knows a lot of things about a lot of books. And here are the book published ladies talked about it. And then she said, I'm going to give you four more that aren't on your list. And they're the best ones (laughs) because they're from her. So one of her four books was one that I was particularly interested in, and it is Andrew McCarthy's Talking with Sam, a travelogue with his son. And she said it was a great Father's Day uh, gift and funny, moving, and uh, plans to put on your bucket list, essentially, kind of a book. And she also said that Andrew McCarthy wrote an earlier book, and she I don't remember exactly how she said it, but basically she, she said, he got a lot better, and this oh, book okay. is, I didn't pick up on is that. much better than his first book. Hmm. But she was definitely a fan. So another book that was on Debbie's list, I thought you might want to say something about. Oh, yeah. It wasn't one that you're like, grab your eye books, but I thought it was pretty impressive that her comment was, it has been her favorite book so far this year. Now, this is a bookstore owner who sees, reads, buys, and sells lots of books. She also meets lots of authors. And for her to say that this book was her favorite of the year so far automatically makes it to the top of the list because she knows what she's talking about. So do you want to talk about the book and your connection? Yeah, the author is Lisa C. And the book is Lady Tan's Circle of Women. Now, Lisa writes historical fiction. And I've not looked at all of her books, but the ones I know of, at least, are all focused on on women. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if they all are. But I've interviewed her uh, during COVID. It was a a Zoom interview, I remember. It was a a One Maryland, One Book that year. And the book was called um, The Island of Sea Women. It was about um, women diving for food off an an island off of uh, Korea. Mm. Uh, very interesting stuff I just had no idea about. You know, some interesting things, some pretty bad stuff too. Mm. Uh, but but I, I enjoyed the book and the interview with her. And I, given what Debbie said about this and what I know about her other book, I, I wouldn't have any trouble saying, you know, if, if the idea of historical fiction appeals to you at all, that this would be worth checking out. So I wasn't, this wasn't in the, in the notes to say today, but you talking about that makes me think of something that we've mentioned maybe one or two times on, on previous episodes, the idea of us um, repurposing a little bit of our website to some new things. And I began the process of that recently. If anybody's looked at the site and knew it before and, and looked now, it's not a big difference. It's not hugely noticeable. But there is a, a new section for stuff Ted's got going on and stuff Lori's got going on. 
And this is the kind of thing that I think we're going to want to drop in there. Right now, it's just a little bit about me and a little bit about you. But there's a lot of room to add things because what we're finding is, one, there's so many events going on that we can't get to them all. We sometimes are having to divide and conquer. Ted might be at something. I might be at something else in order to make it all happen. We also have separate things that we're both working on. And this is a great example of that because you've got an interview coming up that I don't have time for, but you do. So that's kind of a TED solo project. And we'll talk about it on two sides, but it's something that you're doing exclusively. That is the kind of material that I think will drop into that section if you want to follow the things that Ted's doing, the books that Ted is reading. Um, And this is the kind of thing I think we want to put there, is that we can get the interview that you did during COVID with Lisa C and stick that video or the link or something if you kind of like to get a feel for the types of things that that Ted has done some of the interviews that happened long before the show ever began um, just to introduce you to new authors or new books or, or things of that nature so if you haven't take a look at the website and uh, we'll have more information coming there soon and the interview coming up is uh, C.W. Goodyear it's a book about President Garfield mm-hmm. which I've started reading and Found out, well, I knew I knew almost nothing about President Garfield, but he's very, very interesting. I, I'm a little surprised I didn't know more. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm going to be doing this interview on my own, mm-hmm. Lori and I are going to be doing a podcast follow up episode yes. sometime after, after that. the fact. Not um, scheduled yet, but it is something that we will do. What we always find, I think you have found, is in interviews. You never get to ask all the questions that you want to ask. And something, uh, I called it today, a TED takeaway from our interview with Monica, as an example, your daughter, has happened on interviews that we've done with other people. Like, I have a whole episode is a follow-up to Patty Callahan that we haven't gotten to yet. So I'm really excited that we have something already tentatively lined up as a follow-up to the interview that you're about to do, because you know there's going to be stuff that you don't get to cover, and we'll get a chance to cover that for two sides. I'm glad you brought up Patty Callahan, because it reminded me, just yesterday I was talking to somebody who has begun listening to the podcast, okay. and, and the, the Patty episode was a favorite of his. Oh, nice. I love hearing the feedback about what shows people like. Well, no wonder. Patty is amazing. Just getting to talk with her is fantastic. And if you happen to be following Patty, you would know that she has a hugely successful book right now. You've already read it. Yes. The and Secret I, Life of Flora Lee. And you loved it. Yep. And it's on my to-be-read list. And um, she's doing a tour. Maybe that's wrapped up by now. But everyone loves her book. And she's just done an amazing job. And I'm really enjoying following her on Instagram to see this book tour that she's on. Now, if you only read one book of hers, I would still go with Once Upon a Wardrobe. But we have not read her entire collection yet. You don't know for sure that that's your favorite book in her Uh, resume. I've read six six of her books now. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. You're, you're going to stick with that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that continues because I don't think Patty's done. She's got more books coming. I'm uh, sure of right. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess to wrap up today's episode, this is sort of a, a summary of things that we've done so far this summer. But this summer is just getting started. We've already told you we've got book festivals to come, book events on the way, interviews happening, and we are already planning some things for the fall. And it's crazy to say this, but our 
first episode was in October, and October is not that far away. So we were already starting to think about what that is going to look like. We can't tell you too much yet, but we can tell you that is going to be another live episode. So you want to keep open. What's our date? October 19th. October 19th is going to be a live event. The library is certainly going to help us to coordinate, but you might want to leave that date open on your calendar. It is a Thursday evening, and you can be live with Two Sides as we do our first anniversary episode. And it's free to get in, but if you want the special ticket for a meeting behind the stage with Ted and Lori, Here we go. those are $750. <laughs> Ted, we just lost all one million of our listeners because she <laughs> just put a price tag on a free show. <laughs> Good job, Ted. It was fun while it lasted. Folks, he's kidding. There is no entry fee. We hope to see you at our first anniversary episode. Details to come. So uh, we hope that you will get something out of this, whether it is a event that you now want to attend, an author that you want to check out, a bookstore that you want to visit, or a library that you want to see. Because I will say that this Cecil County event and visiting that branch and touring their building has me wanting to go to libraries everywhere. So stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you soon and enjoy your reading. <laughs>